great to be back with you again. And uh, we just feel the Lord is doing some great things in your midst, which is amazing. Can I have those people that are part of the leadership even here? You know, you're part of a core, you're, you're, you're serving in one key way or another. Can we just have you stand? This is your third anniversary. Isn't that awesome? And, uh, you know, I, I really feel as though you guys are an answer to a lot of prayer, what the Lord is doing. It's like you filled in the gap. There's a vacuum and you said yes throughout the, you know, throughout the years. I remember a friend of ours, and many of you might have known Zach Gariba, but he would come to Kitchener-Waterloo. He would do these Holy Spirit meetings. There'd be like up to 250 people and speaking about the things that God wanted to do. And the, really, it's not just the Tri-Cities. I think it included Guelph and surrounding regions. And, uh, you know, it just seems as though there is this waiting, waiting, waiting for it to happen. But I think we need to just stretch out our hands to those that are standing up here. Can you reach out and touch some? Some of them are already probably serving and elsewhere. But Father, we give you thanks for this team tonight. And we're praying, Lord, we're declaring in the name of Jesus that this three, it's like the number, you know, that number of God, that, that, that number of wholeness, Lord, where you're going to begin to launch forth and into the deep, Lord, that you're... I feel like even as Jeremiah declared that I have many people in this city, and I feel like even as Patricia declared that there's a place of healing center, that healing anointing, there's this call that's going out into the city where I sense that you're going to be a, this attractional anointing to draw people that are just, the people that are kind of in between, the people that are in this, this vacuum are not sure what they feel about the church anymore. They've been offended, they've been on the fringe, they've been on the edge, and they're hearing that God's doing some good stuff, and they're hungry for the presence, they're hungry for anointed worship, and they realize that they need to connect with the body of Christ. And so, Father, we're calling them in, even tonight, even here, Lord, we're sending out our voice to the north and to the east and to the west and to the south. And we're declaring, Father, let there be a coming forth, Father, from the saints. Because I feel like you're building something that's beautiful that will represent your heart, the Father heart of God, the sweetness of your presence, the love of Jesus Christ, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the power of God that is reaching forth. And Lord, I believe that there's things even here in Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo, Lord, in Guelph, and, and Lord, would you come and do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all we can ask or think. And I feel, Adam and Amy, that you guys are like a bridge, even between the generations. You know, that like attracts like, that there's going to be attraction to even young families that are saying, we, we want to be involved in something where our kids have life and there's friendships and relationships. And you're going to get young people, you're going to get people that are just freshly, newly saved because they encounter the love of the Father. But there's also those that have been around for a season that they're recognizing that, hey, I breathe air, I have a place in the kingdom. And, and I feel like there's an, an, a real awakening and an opening to say, we need the fathers and the mothers to release the glory and grace. And so we send out a call, even in the spirit, to the fathers and mothers in the faith, that those that will take those in their, you know, in their sphere of influence will begin to father them, will begin to disciple them and call them in and just love up on them, even the broken, even the hurting, you know, those that come fully tattooed and all sorts of rings on them and maybe a little rough around the edges, but they're real and they're looking for something that is beautiful and something that is awesome. And so, Lord, we say, let it come forth. Let it come forth, let it come forth, because even as he was spoken to Jeremiah, Lord, in exile, even from, you know, in that Babylonian place, I thank you that you have many people in this city, and your plans and purposes here are glorious. And so, Adam and Amy and team, we bless you in the name of Jesus. While we're on this thread, come on up, Amy. You know, um, I just want to, uh, let's pray for them again, I'm a little bit more, but I, I just want to uh, declare what I saw during worship is... I, you guys are so young. Like I remember you back in the school of ministry 
and that uh, little Aslan was this tiny, I remember when she was born, and look how tall she is, but I tell you, the Lord is going to, there's such a fruitfulness, you've had your fourth child, but what I saw the Lord saying is that there is such a church planting anointing on you, and I see this thing just going like big, all right, this church is going big, and I know it's not numbers that we look for, but I tell you, God is going to absolutely exponentially increase the amount of people that want to join this church in this ministry. I don't know what it was like for you. I felt like you had to get over a hump, that there was a hard time at first to get over that hump, but then you got over the hump and your sister joining, I think was a big thing. I don't know all the details in the natural, but I tell you, there's a big thing here of the sisters of thunder, okay? The sisters of thunder joining together, the sisters of thunder that God has called to, uh, to work together for the purposes. And I, what I saw is this church planting uh, anointing on you guys. You're going to be people that teach on church planting. You're going to be people that minister. But what I saw is uh, Cambridge. I saw Guelph. And I feel like there's going to be churches that are spawned in the region around here. It's going to start in these, in Kitchener, Guelph area. There's churches that are going to be launched as this thing kicks into a new level. And it's like, I feel like the Lord's saying that it's going to go, uh, they're going to come under your canopy. Do you know what I mean? Under your leadership, under your apostolic leadership. As this thing continues to grow, and there's something about three, you know, the three-stranded cord is not easily broken, and I just feel this exponential thing. So we bless you. We bless who you are. And there's also something that's on you that the Lord is really ridiculously blessing your family, your children, and I saw the Lord healing marriages in this ministry and through this ministry. So I don't know who needs that, but I just saw marriages getting healed and restoration of family. And I want to bless also cell groups. Who are the cell group leaders right now? I want you to stand up because I want to bless cell group or connect group leaders or small group leaders. And I tell you, when we do this again, let's say in a year's time, there's going to be a whole lot more people standing because I saw the Lord exponentially also increasing cell groups and home groups. And also, you know, um, it's interesting because you were actually quoting, uh, when you quoted um, Bill Johnson, but he was talking about the tabernacle of David. That was the center of the fire, okay? And that was a prayer center. And I saw prayer cell groups, groups that were called to intercession because the prayer rising out of Catch the Fire Kitchener is increasing because the Lord wants the prayer foundation because the foundation must go deep so the tower can go high. And so we bless the intercessors that are part of this. But I feel like God's going to raise up prayer groups, prayer ministries. But healing, healing, healing. I tell you, healing in marriages, physical healing, absolutely. Uh, a heart healing as well. But Lord, I thank you for what you're doing through this couple, the visionaries, the apostolic leadership, and what this place, I'm telling you, it is going to explode. This is my first time here, and I am like in awe, okay? I'm like, wow, God, you are here. Your presence is here. Your glory is here. Oh, yeah, the other thing I saw was youth, 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 lots of youth, you know, um, have great youth leaders, great, you know, the, bless the youth leaders, because I tell you, youth are coming in, young people, teenagers, early 20s, the, 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 the youth, the, the, the junior high, senior high, youth, and upward, but I tell you, there's going to be a lot of youth in Jesus' name. I also bless the techies, the techies, um, who are the techies in this building, because you, you, God's going to increase the techies, and um, I bless the techies, and the last thing I really saw was explosion of university students, that the Lord's going to bring university students into this ministry. 
And that in itself is a mission field because university students are coming, coming to meet Jesus. And then some of them, they're getting sent back to their home country or to some other very vast uh, area of influence, especially in IT and technology. So I bless these university students that are called to this ministry. And I, I don't know, I think there need to be home groups or something in the university campus as well. However, that can happen. But I saw small groups, help, uh, home groups in the university campus. So if, you have, you're, if you're a university student here right now, we bless you, okay? God is on you. Take the kingdom of God right there where you are because the Lord is touching hearts and lives. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I want to... That's funny. Can I say that again? Yeah. I said Duncan Smith calls Melissa and I the Sisters of Thunder, so I just laughed so hard. That's awesome. Isn't that great? I want to say, too, I was feeling about the whole techie thing, that the thing about the techies, and I know this is a major technology hub, but it's that the techies think outside the box. They're creative. They look at where we need to be or the things that are needed for where we're going. And I feel like that's going to be an influence even here in Catch the Fire Kitchener. It's like you kind of see, you, you see the empty spaces even in the spirit. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of creativity that's being released here. It's like there's a, there's, in the spiritual realm, there's a place of creativity where it's like the fresh ideas or where do we need to go in the spirit? What's the Holy Spirit doing? And it's like you guys are going to create some real forerunning in some areas where it's like you just get there before a lot of the you know, a lot of other places because you're a forerunner type of a place here in Kitchener. And so we bless that creativity in the spirit realm. We bless the expression to be able to do it, even in dance, creativity, arts, but it's beyond that. It's in techie, it's in the technology realities. And I think, I really feel too that there's going to be an increase of like attracts like. You know, the like attracts like. So beautiful. God bless you guys. This is so good. I want to say, too, that normally when we come to a place, it's, it's, um, we, we bring a number of Patricia's books just because they're really very, very good. And uh, we sold all out of the, the last one. We're going to give the one away to, to Adam and Amy. It's the last one of these we have. We were in Brampton earlier today, and we kind of sold them out. So they're available on Amazon. But I do want to say this one, uh, The Lifestyle of Divine Encounters. John Arnott did the forward for it, and he read it, and he said, you know, it not only is a good book, but he says, when I'm finished reading it for the four, I need to read it again because I was really challenged by it. And then Sid Roth got a hold of it and got Patricia on Sid Roth. And the 700 Club uh, USA got a hold of it and had Patricia on there. Like, it's phenomenal. So, so the other ones, they're all available on Amazon as well. Or if you want to wait, they're different places. There's also a parenting course that we've done for, for our second book on raising burning hearts. We've raised six kids. The, the, the most perfected one is here with us tonight, the sixth one. And... Uh, <laughs> So you can stand up and wave if you want. So if you want to know what it, what it looks like to be perfect. Uh, but no, seriously. So we, we took some time. We did, a, we did a bunch of videos. There's some of them there that, you know, are, are available free of charge on RaisingBurningHearts.com. And then there's some as well that are, are subscription-based. So if you feel like you want, to know, you want to have more of that, there's some of that available, as well as the book. And it's all on Amazon and different places. So voila, this is my wife, Patricia who spent a lot of her time growing up in the Stratford area. Are you still growing up? Yeah, I am, I am. You know, this is my old stomping ground, actually. How many know Breslau? It's just down there, isn't it? I went to high school in Breslau. So we, my uh, commute was an hour and a half one way, three hours every day. Went from the farm in Stratford through Kitchener to Breslau, Christian High School there, by the way, called Woodland Christian High. And so a lot of my friends were from Kitchener, so I, I grew up in Stratford, obviously. Uh, that's how we knew John and Carol way back when, before revival, before they were famous. But uh, so this is awesome, and thank you, God. Keep coming, Holy Spirit. Just quick word, you. Yeah, you. Can you stand up? 
You look young, but how old are you? You're 14. You know what? Know something. There is such creativity on you. It's amazing. And I just bless you in the creative arts, in the dance, in the music, in the sounds, and just creativity. I actually feel like you're going to start your own company someday uh, that is, is, is because of stuff that you do that's creative and people want it. And so I bless you to see what the Lord uh, is about to unpack for you. Um, yeah, there's something that God is is saying, keep dreaming big dreams. Don't let anybody cap your dreams, okay? Because you you're a big dreamer, aren't you? I see that. And it's, I just feel like the Lord's saying, it's not a pipe dream, it's a true dream, it's a God dream. So we bless you to believe it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Um, you know, uh, I really do feel a high percentage more than normal uh, in a church of people that are entrepreneurs in this, in this place. And so I just want to speak that out. I want to call forth the entrepreneurs. I want to call forth those ones that are called to start businesses. And, and maybe you have already, but there's something uh, kicking into high gear. The guy who's eating at the back, yeah, and you just handed, is, yeah, you, stand up. Is that, who, who did you give the food to? Is that your wife? Or she can stand up too. You know what? There is something very entrepreneurial about you guys, okay? I bless business. I bless business ideas. The Lord is causing you to, again, think outside the box. Like, if you think years ago, I mean, who knew that, like, Uber and, um, you know, all these, all these creative ideas would come that you can get on an app, and they're very, they're very uh, practical. You need it, but also um, it's, it's money-making, and it's, it's not like you have to have an office. I feel like you're going to work out of your home. You're going to work on the internet. You're going to do things that are very creative, and the Lord's going to ridiculously bless you. You're going to hire people. You're going to need to hire people. So I, I call forth that entrepreneurial anointing upon you. And those of you that, you know, you're like, wait, that's me too. Well, just take it, okay? Just receive it because I've done that before too. So I, I bless that on you in Jesus' name. Who's a, who, I, see, I hear from teacher. Is there teachers in the room? You're a teacher in some sort of school system. Okay, stand up teachers. Every teacher, like you're, you're a teacher in a school, you're a teacher in a um, uh, whatever. So Lord, I bless, uh, you're a teacher in a school of some sort, right? Yes. Okay, Father, thank you for the teachers here. And I just, I feel like the Lord is saying you're actually missionaries, all right? That's a mission field. You are in a mission field for the Lord. And do it unto the Lord. Do you, do, do you know that the same Hebrew root word for worship is work? And I just feel like the Lord's saying, look at your work as worship. This is unto God. I do this unto God. Because I feel there's times there's frustration. I feel there's times it's difficult. But the Lord says that even what you speak over your students is destiny. You know, some of them, they hear a lot of negativity at home. And you're coming with, you're smart. You can do this. You're wise. You, some of, I've heard so many stories of people that say, who marked them the most was teachers. And I just feel like the Lord wants to anoint you that your job is a form of worship to the Lord. And I just, you know what, I, f I feel grace to see the frustration be erased from you in Jesus' name. No matter, you know, just, you know what I encourage you to do? Don't sp say anything negative. Don't say anything negative about your class size or whatever. I don't know why I'm saying that because I just feel like God wants to have an atmosphere of positivity about your class, an atmosphere of the grace of God. Um, uh, some of you were there, um, uh, what night was that? Saturday night, Friday night. 
Banning Liebescher, who started Jesus Culture, he was telling this example about being a youth pastor and the guy, you know, eating Doritos at the back, crunch, 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 you know, the guy making out with his girlfriend at the back too. And he's like, this is so frustrating. And his, his, his big word was shh, 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 you know. And then, and then he went to a youth group and some guy got up and said, this is the most on fire youth group. I, you know, these youth are just loving Jesus. And he's like, what, are you seeing the same people that I'm seeing? Because it was a declaration. Come on. It was a declaration. He started to declare it over his youth group. Guess what? He just, he created Jesus culture. Do you know Jesus culture? Okay, that is big. And I just feel like parents, you need to hear this too. And that's uh, some of what we teach in, in our parenting course is the power of declaration, right? Come on, declare, you know, you are the head, not the tail, or you are above and not beneath. You, guess what? That goes into some of our declarations. You will lend to many nations and never have to borrow. That's what we say of our kids. You're smart. You understand your schoolwork. You know, you're, you're only going to marry who God has for you. <laughs> and you're going to fulfill your calling, your destiny. We have a whole bunch of things that we declare over them. By the way, just want to say this. This is really hilarious because we have uh, three kids married. Uh, that's, by the way, my sister-in-law. Hi, Janet. Yeah, last name Bootsma. Good last name. Yes. And um, uh, our, our daughter, sorry, our son married a Canadian. She was a YWAMer. Our next daughter uh, married a Mexican, phenomenal guy. By the way, anybody that speaks Spanish, look for him online. Benji Nunez, he's got 10,000 followers on his YouTube channel. And then uh, they're at IHOP in Kansas City. And so they're, they're in, they're Amer- you know, getting their, they have their green card. Then the next daughter married a Swiss guy, was in Geneva for a period of time, and now they're in Quebec in the French-speaking province, employed by, she's employed by QHOP, Quebec House of Prayer. He's getting his MBA. Then we just had a, a young man ask our permission to date our 19-year-old daughter, and guess what? He was born in Brazil. Oh, my goodness. We got the United Nations. You know, you, you will lend to many nations and never have to borrow, so maybe you have to watch what you say because, you know, God takes it literally. So anyways, well, we're blessed, really, 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 really blessed by um, what the Lord has done in our family. And so, Father, thank you. More, Lord. Now, I just found out we got to be out of here by nine. So hopefully I don't... Oh, oh, bless you. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, Well, Lord, we love you, and we ask that you would keep coming, Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for your... Can we just say thank you? Thank you for three years, Lord. Thank you for everyone who's here, God. Thank you for these beautiful kids here. Thank you, God, for your anointing. Thank you for touching every heart and life. Thank you for healing and what you did in healings. And, and the more that you're going to keep pouring out in this pool of Bethesda, anointing on this ministry. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. More, Lord. We rejoice in what you've done. And we rejoice in what you're doing. And we rejoice in what you are about to do. Because you are a very, very faithful Father. So keep coming, Holy Spirit. Wow. We welcome the glory, just more of your glory, more of your glory, because even more than a nice meeting, I like nice meetings, but we want the glory. We want transformation. Ho! We want what remains, what changes us. The glory of the Lord changes us. The kabod weightiness of his presence, let it come, let it come, let it come. The weightiness of your glory, the weightiness of your presence, whoo, in Jesus' name, keep coming, Holy Spirit, keep coming, Holy Spirit, 
Yeah, this is not my topic tonight, but I bless the prophetic mantle that's coming on people. Bless you, Garland. Bless what's stirring in the waters here of prophecy, of hearing God. Even those that you, you feel like, well, I don't really hear God. You're going to start hearing God. Trust me. Thank you, Lord. Dreams, dreams, encounters, a clarity of the word of the Lord. Let it come. Pour it out. In Jesus' name, oh, a clarity of the word of the Lord. You know what else I see? I see this church having a lot of weddings this year. God's going to have a lot of weddings because people that have been praying for a spouse, there's something, take that, take that. God's going to give you uh, amazing uh, spouses are coming this year. There's going to be weddings this year and next year. Father, I thank you for that, Lord. We, re we receive that. You're bringing together the ones that are ordained in heaven. You know what? We only want God's choice, don't we? <laughs> I hope you do. And Je <laughs> In Jesus' name. I kind of stumbled along those dating years. I was like, thank God. I don't want to date anymore. Praise God I married the right guy, okay? Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for those that you're healing hearts, even from past relationships. But Lord, I see weddings, and we, we call forth faith that this is a year of, of, incredible, of incredible breakthrough in Jesus' name. Yeah. More, Lord. You know, um, I want to share a word that the Lord has really uh, spoken to me uh, about this year, and, and then you know, some of these things that I believe are personal to you. But um, I was a part of prophetic world prophetic meetings in November in Dallas. And the who's who, the prophetic zoo were there. <laughs> and Bobby Connor spoke a word that I just, that was the one that stuck out to me a lot. When he said, this, that 2019 was going to start a little rough. And there was going to be more tears shed by the body of Christ in 2019, the first part of 2019. Than, uh, than many other years previously, but it wasn't a bad thing. It was like where we see God in his glory and then us in our state and something about really getting in touch with our heart. And then they were going to turn into tears of great joy and great, you know, uh, uh, amazing celebration. And so uh, I just, I felt like something hung on. I hung on to that word that was in November. We were in the big Kansas City, you know, the one thing meetings, 25,000 people. One session was all about tears, tears. Like it was all about the, 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 the speaker talking about tears. And so um, this year, I, don't, I think I might have missed one day. What are we in? Uh, the 27th. It's like I feel like I've been crying every day. Now, don't think I'm depressed. I'm actually not depressed. But I do believe that there's something about God saying, I want my body getting in touch with their heart and I want to bring healing for one thing. And I'm also, I see the Lord saying, I want to touch families. I want to touch families. I want to go even deeper in relationships. Don't write off family members, okay? Don't write them off as in, you know what, that's, they're too far gone or that relationship is too difficult or whatever. Um, I, I have a sister. We kind of had this interesting, we've been great friends, but then but then, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It's like she did say at one point that there was like some jealousy issues. And it was just very, very difficult. And I think it was like a, a week ago or a week and a half ago that we had breakfast together. And I just saw this incredible reconciliation in our relationship. And I was, and I had tried for years. But I tell you, there's a now time, there's a now season of healing in families. Okay, extended families, mothers to children, 
fathers to children. God is turning the hearts of children to the fathers, Malachi 4, and hearts of the fathers to the children. And um, I believe that the Lord is saying it's time to get in touch with the heart. Come on. That sometimes requires us getting in touch with emotions. Do you know that God wants to give us, as Ezekiel says, a heart of flesh for a heart of stone? He wants to remove the heart of stone. And any way that we've been, I don't know, hardened or, or felt like the, uh, you know, the, the, that we've been walked on. I don't know what it is. I was saying this at the conference when, um, that when I was a child, I grew up in a farm, of course, near Stratford. And we had to go stone picking every spring. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Ann Vanderloo, you should know. Like where, where the stones would come fo- uh, from the frost and from the winter, they would come up from whatever, you know, they would, and so it's like, oh, I got to stone pick again, you know, so you'd have the tractor and the trailer and you'd throw those stones and, you know, and it was heavy work. It was hard work. But what's the point? The point was to make the soil fertile and good for plowing and planting the seeds and the harvest, right? And so I feel like the Lord is talking about hearts right now. And he wants the seed of his word and the seed of his destiny and the seed of his love to go in. But some of us need a few stones removed. Hello. And sometimes that means getting in touch with the heart. It's getting in touch with what's been there. Hello. I, I seriously, I think, again, I think we, we did it. We got great kids. It's awesome. We have a special needs daughter too. She's 21. And for the first time in 21 years, She's not directly under care. She's actually in Stratford, and she, uh, we are hiring somebody who was her children's worker, or was her worker in the Christian school in Stratford for eight years to um, care for her. She's in a, you know, uh, uh, a restaurant. She's working in a restaurant, so it's awesome. But I tell you, we had something on New Year's Day with our older kids, and the one child that was just above, uh, meaning she was born right before the special needs daughter, it just, some of the stuff came out of the pain of that. Does it make sense? You know, because a lot of our attention went to, you know, Phoebe, 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 because there was so much energy that was uh, expended in raising a, spe- that, by the way, that was from an immunization. That's a whole other story. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I tell you, I, I just, that's another topic all, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going on cows, sacred cows right now. <laughs> You, you, you say, oh, you're anti-vaccination. That means you're crazy. Well, uh, we're, we're a story that you can't, you can't uh, argue with our testimony. I, I, I just want to say this to parents. Go get a book called The Vaccine-Friendly Plan. And it just means delaying a lot of these vaccinations. And they'll see, uh, do you know one in, one in 45 kids born right now are autistic? That, uh, that has increased from, you know, one in 10,000 and actually never was before. But anyways, that's another story, Okay. But my point is this, there were tears on New Year's Day as we were just saying, oh, you know, we're repenting and, and coming, stuff was coming up. It was getting in touch with the heart. Come on. I believe that God wants us to get in touch with the heart. And the Lord is also wanting us to see heart healing. And also because Jesus wants us to love him. This is the great commandment with all of our, what? First is listed the heart. And if we're not in touch with our heart, our heart is stony, or, you know, we've got walls because of hurt or whatever, it's really hard to love with all of our heart. And so there's something there, church. There's something about tears. There's something about God saying, I want this to happen. Another thing is this, that uh, Bobby Connor was walking, and a 
dime fell down, like on the ground, and then a quarter, and then a penny. Of course, this is America, so they still have pennies, okay? And so the Lord spoke to him and said, change is in the air. And I want to declare that because I do believe that's another word for this year. Change is in the air. Another prophetic friend, Emma Stark, kept, is saying, new means new. Hello. New means new. In other words, it is not business as usual. There is a transition season for many in the body of Christ. This is a transition time. We are definitely in transition with our family. But I feel like the Lord's saying there's something to this. And Emma says this, and I agree with this, is I would rather be an apprentice in the new than an expert in the old. And it's, it's, it's like God is saying, come on, there is a transition, there's a new season upon us, and it's not for us to, you know, build our fortified walls and say, well, I want to stay where it's comfortable, and I want to stay where it's safe. Oh, I, I tell you, there's something about risk, and there's something about change, and the Lord is doing a new thing on planet Earth, and uh, I, I, I don't know that it's all unpacked yet, and I think for many of us, it's different, but there is a reset. This is like a reset season, a reset time, getting in touch with the heart. I want to um, say this too, that uh, anyways, there is, it's a, it's a long story, but there's a leader that we know, we love him and honor him, and he had been so pure from any pornography, never sought, whatever. He's searching on a uh, website to find a soap dish for his wife. I know that sounds crazy. And all of a sudden, this pornographic image came up in his computer with two sons on either side. He slammed down the computer, but that image that he, you know, just gazed on for a moment or two, it absolutely got a hook in him. And I don't know why I'm saying this. I, I know I'm all over the place right now, and all cleanup goes to nice man right here. If you have a problem with my preaching, you talk to Adam or Amy. But <clears throat> this pornography issue... 76% of men in church do pornography. That's what the statistics are. Why I'm saying is that this very righteous, amazing man, he found that, you know, for years he was struggling. And then it was like his body was breaking down. It was like there was these witchcraft assignments coming against him. And he was in a meeting somewhere. And um, this one, Bob Jones, the prophet Bob Jones was still alive. And anyway, so he was like weeping and he was trying to, his body was breaking down, stuff was happening. He was like, God, what are you doing? I feel like, you know, all hell is breaking loose. And he had a dream that night that he was with Bob Jones. And it, it was like, there, it, there was something about witchcraft in the dream. And then the next scene was about the great harvest to come. And what happened is the next morning he had a tap in the shoulder. He's in a hotel. He's at breakfast. He has a tap in the shoulder. He said, hello, are you Alan Hood? That was the guy's name. And he said, yes, I am. And she said, my name is Bonnie Jones. I'm married to Bob Jones. Can we have breakfast with you? It's like, yes, you can. And this was the morning after the dream. And Bob Jones spoke to him and said, you, you boys, you've been crying, haven't you? And he's saying, yes. And you've been preaching Joel too, haven't you? That's, you know, the spirit of the Lord will be poured out as well as right after repentance. Yes. And then he said this, that those tears, they're washing the witchcraft out of your eyes. Whoa. Those tears are washing the witchcraft out of your eyes. Now, of course, this guy's completely free of pornography. And, and you know, what, why am I saying that? 
I don't know why I'm saying this, but for tears, people are starting to get in touch with how sin affects them. And the tears of repentance and the tears of pain and the tears of healing are washing and breaking witchcraft off of lives. I, I declare that right now in this room, that for some, you're hitting a wall and you're hitting a wall. You're hitting a wall and you can't figure out what it is. I tell you, there is such a demonic assignment of Jezebel released on planet earth and God's people are going to be rising up and like that Jehu spirit is bringing that thing down, okay? And so I bless what the Lord is doing and I bless freedom and it's many of it is where we get real. We need to get real. Hello, get real, get real with God, get real with yourself, get real with what you're struggling with. Don't come to church and say, yep, I'm blessed, everything's fine. You know, marriage is falling apart, caught in pornography, all these issues. Trust me, the Lord is bringing secret sin to the light. And I would rather have the kind messenger than the cruel messenger. Because God is coming in glory. I believe it with all my heart. I believe that this level of glory and fire and, 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 and it's amazing. But... It is also, there's a holiness call. And there's a call of getting in touch with what's going on inside our heart, in our head. And so God is going through a season of healing. Now, here's my message. By the way, that was just prelude. <laughs> Nine o'clock is coming too fast. All right. I believe the Lord spoke to me in December and said, call as many people as will join you in a journey in 2019 to discover the beauty, the worth, who he is this year, unlike any other time in history in your life, is to know Jesus Christ. This sermon is about Jesus Christ. Dead silence. Okay. This sermon is about Jesus Christ. Ah! Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. I know him. You know what? I have been a Christian for 40 years. 40 years. Thank you, Garland. And I feel like the Lord's saying there's a whole new level of discovery that you need to go on to discover who is Jesus Christ. And I, I tell you, there's, it's his beauty. It's his who he is in the word. It's who he is to me and, I, I, and to you. And I believe that for everybody hearing my voice right now, that you and I can all grow in knowing Jesus. Is that fair to say? Come on. It is not like we, oh, I've got my PhD on Jesus. I doubt it. All right? Like as in there is more. <laughs> there is more. And so why I believe this is important is because we are headed to the worldwide harvest. Okay? I, I, I don't believe that this is all about the harvest. I believe it's about our hearts getting awakened in love with Jesus. But there's something about the harvest of souls, the billion soul harvest, which, by the way, speaking of Bob Jones, many, many times he would interject into sermons when he was still alive. 2020, 2020, something is about to happen in 2020 regarding this great harvest of souls. I believe it. We're seeing a trickle. We're going to see a flood. And there's many more coming. And, but here's the deal. It is not like, hey, come and know Jesus and be bored and dead and dull like me. Is that going to work? I don't think so. We need a personal revival before we're going to have a corporate revival. And we, the church, are to burn, burn in love with this man, Jesus Christ. Fully God, fully man. Him and his beauty. 
I've had nights of just like, Jesus, Jesus. All I, all I can do is just whisper his name, Jesus. Like, I am asking that you reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I want to know your voice more. I want to know who you are. I want to, like David, what he said in Psalm 27, he said, one thing I ask and one thing I desire that I may gaze on the beauty of the Lord. Did you know that there's a beauty in God? There's a beauty in Jesus. Some of you are like, what in the world is she talking about? There is a beauty that he is beautiful. There's an attraction of our spirit with him. It is not a physical thing because Isaiah 53 talking about Jesus said he had no stately form that we should be attracted to him. Maybe he was good looking, maybe he wasn't. I don't know. But the point is this. It is a beauty that is of a spiritual sense. It's like, ah, I can't help but be consumed with a desire to know you. I am saying, God, awaken my heart. One of my daughters had a friend that was just kind of going, you know, crazy. And she said, my daughter said to me, she said, Mom, all she needs to do is get fascinated with Jesus. And that's exactly it. Sin doesn't have a hold on us when we get fascinated with Jesus, with who he is. Like, seriously, there is a God in heaven. There is a bridegroom, king, and judge with eyes of blazing fire looking at us with such desire. And it's for us as the bride to respond. The spirit and the bride say, come. How much are we really being the bride? This is what the Lord spoke to me one time. How much are you really being the bride? How much are you saying, come, Jesus, come. Come, because I want to know you. I want to be with you. I just want to be awakened in love with you. So there's something that the Lord is causing our hearts to be absolutely, um, you know, taken in and, and, and captured in a new way. Do you know that Jesus said this in um, John 17, that's the uh, high priestly prayer. He's about to go to the cross. And he's praying for himself, then he prays for his disciples, then he prays for all believers. Do you know what he says in John 17 in verse 24? He says, Father, I desire. And then he goes on to say that they may be with me where I am. What was his desire? Hello. You. Me. Father, I desire. I desire them. Do you know that Jesus desires you? Come on. He desires you. He desires to know you. He desires you to desire him like he desires you. And there's something about to awaken, I believe, in the body of Christ where we're just so captured with, ah, I desire you, Jesus. I desire to know you. I desire to be like you. I desire to love you. It's like, You've captured my heart in a way that, that I just can't even, I can't even grasp. You know, when I look at Heidi Baker, by the way, what fruitfulness, right? What fruitfulness, hallelujah. You know, thousands of churches, and I think she said 64 bases, and wow, Heidi Baker, you cannot get her off the same track, can you? Intimacy, intimacy, intimacy. Her heart is so in love. She's got a PhD in systematic theology. She could come up with a really good three-point sermon, I bet, when you've got a PhD in systematic theology, but she's on one track. Jesus, you're beautiful. Jesus, I love you. And you know what? I love that about her. Lovers will always outwork workers anyway. 
just in case you're concerned, well, if all we do is like sit at the feet of Jesus, then what are we going to accomplish? Well, guess what? They, your passion for him and our eyes on him, it's John 15, it's abiding. And when we abide, what happens? You see fruit. You see a whole lot of fruitfulness. In the place of abiding, we will see that fruitfulness. In the place of intimacy, there is conception. And don't think that we make love to Jesus. No, that's not what I'm saying. However, there is something about intimacy, come on, that conceives, that, that births things in us, that we come near and we come close. And I believe that the Lord is saying to many here today, I want to come close. I want you to know me, really know my voice, know who I am. This is Philippians 3 that Paul said this. He said, uh, you know, I want to know you. This, this thing of, of that I may know him, I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I press on. I press on. Anybody willing to press on this year? To say, you know what? By the end of this year, I want to know Jesus more. I want to be in love with Jesus more than I am right now. And just in case you think I'm neglecting the rest of the Trinity, guess what? What does the, the father do at a wedding, by the way? He walks the bride down the aisle to the, to the bridegroom. There's the revelation of the father heart, which I love. has totally changed my life. The revelation of the father's heart, the father's love, is to awaken us to the son. Because the father points to the son. The Holy Spirit, there's no competition here. The Holy Spirit is the one in us, right here with us, helping us to reveal who the Son is to us. He is, Jesus is coming again. He is coming again, and we are to be the bride. Uh, I know you've heard this, but I feel like the Lord wants to drop it to our hearts tonight, that we are absolutely revolutionized and in love with Him like we've never been before. I was reading Luke 24 recently. It's the road to Emmaus. Anybody remember the road to Emmaus story? Do you remember the disciples? They're walking. It's about seven miles to Emmaus. And by the way, Jesus had went to the cross. He'd been resurrected, but they still hadn't seen them in mass. And Jesus appears. They don't know him at first. They're walking to the road to Emmaus. And it says this, uh, because after Jesus revealed himself to them when they're breaking a bread, he says, did, they said, did not our hearts burn within us when he talked with us on the road? And while he opened the scriptures to us, verse 45, he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. I believe that the Lord wants to open our eyes or open our spiritual understanding of the scriptures unlike we ever have had before. That we see Jesus there. That we get more revelation from the word of God where our hearts like them burn with revelation. Hello. And so, uh, you know, I was I think I was 19 years old when I smuggled Bibles into China and with Jackie Pollinger. And I remember, um, anyways, that day we got 500 Bibles through. And it was all, these Bibles were delivered underground at night to the persecuted church. And something gripped my heart at that time. I thought, I've got five or six Bibles at home collecting dust. And I was 19 and I made a decision. I want to be a woman of the word. I want to know your word, God. I want to get in your word. And so 
I started to dig in the word. My husband's in the word. We have, we have two daughters, one daughter with a four-year theology degree, another one that's in her four-year theology degree, another one that took three years in theology and music. Now, I realize not everybody you have to, kids have to go through theology degrees. But here's the deal, is we sought to even impart to our children, the word of God is better than a movie, okay? It's better than a novel. The Word of God is living and active, and there's so much revelation in it. We want you to love Him most of all, but we want you to love His Word. Can anybody say amen? Are you guys alive tonight? Boy, I kind of miss the black churches in the South. Preach it, sister. Hallelujah. Yeah. Anyways, you're Canadians. I realize that. <laughs> there is something, come on, that I believe this is a time and a season of the road to Emmaus experiences. Where it's like Jesus becomes alive to us in the word. And you know, I myself, I'm on a journey of this. And I, I, I want to keep doing this this year of like, God, show me again. Show me again. Show me from the word. I, I was discovering just even recently, the very first reference to Jesus, you know where it is? It's in Genesis 3.15. When the, after the fall, when the Lord speaks to the woman and says, you know, out of you basically uh, is coming one that will crush that he's talking to the serpent too, that will crush the head of the serpent. Now he will bruise your heel, but you will crush his head. And that is the theologians call that proto-evangelium. That means the first mention of the gospel. It's where humanity began anticipating the arrival of the one from God who would bring peace and righteousness to earth. From Genesis to Revelation, guess what? It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Then you go to Abraham, out of the seed of Abraham, great-grandson, Judah, out of Judah, and then Jesse, and then David, son of David, line of the tribe of Judah. It's thread all through the scriptures. The first five words of the book of Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Come on. The root of David, the bright morning star, the lily of the valley, firstborn from the dead. He is the uh, one who is to come, the judge your time and energy expended in getting to know and spending time with and listening to and asking God a heart awakening of Jesus Christ is time exceptionally well spent because that will go on into eternity. This isn't just for, you know, just for now. It is eternal. Well, I got to go to work. Yeah, go to work. Go to work with a burning heart. Go, work, go to work with a prayer in your head about, I want to know you. I want to hear you. I want to burn for you. You know what? This is an invitation. I believe this year, unlike any other time, know him, love him, and see what he will do in your life. I want to just end with this. Some of you might have heard me share this if you've been in the school of ministry, but I had a, a life-altering encounter some years ago. I was on earth, my body, I was in, this, I was in heaven with my spirit. All of a sudden, whoop, there I am. And I was like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And I saw all these people that I knew were my ancestors. I come from very godly ancestors. My mother's ancestors were Huguenots. Where's my French friend back there? Hello, good to see you. And uh, in France, they came from France. Uh, the Huguenots were godly prophetic people. That was my mother's ancestors. They had to flee France in the Inquisition because uh, 10,000 Huguenots were killed in one day. Anyways. I see these ancestors. I saw my grandmother, and she'd been dead for 10 years. Now, I'm not saying, you know, try to speak to the dead. This was a supernatural experience. 
And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm not dead yet, but I can see you. Ah, what am I doing here? I'm not dead yet. And I heard them say this. They said, you are Patricia. We are cheering you on. Our race is over and our time is done. But you have the capacity to bring light into dark places. Tell them of this place and tell them he is worth it all. Tell them he's worth it all. He's worth it all. He's worth it all. Melissa, do you mind playing the guitar? He's worth it all. He's worth it all. I was like a wreck, okay? And I was like, God, let every breath that I breathe and every day that I live be lived for your glory because you are worth it all. And as we seek to know him, as we seek to love him, as we seek to say, Jesus, just please, will you be my fascination? Will you be the one that awakens my heart? That is eternal in consequences. But in this life, it will be blessings abounding. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Church, this is a year. This is a year to know him. You know what? I hope to, I hope to come back here later this year, if that's all right, and say, hey, how we doing? How we doing? How would you do this year in your pursuit of Jesus Christ? How'd you do this year? Did you make it a priority? Did you just say, hey, come on. I'm going to get up a little earlier and get in the Word, or I'm going to, I'm going to pray and ask Jesus. I want, to, I want to just even picture those days of eyes of flaming fire. Am I, am I, I want to put it, you know what, uh, Ben uh, Jackson, he's the CEO for Catch Fire. And he was awakened one night when the Lord spoke to him and just, I can't remember the actual words, but it was something about, I want you, Ben, to know me. Jesus was speaking, I want you to know me. Jesus, I want you to know me more and more. He knows Jesus, but it was more and more. And he got on, he put on his phone screensaver. You know, have you ever heard of the picture of Akiana? Akiana is this, this girl that would be taken to heaven. And she uh, painted a picture of Jesus that she saw in heaven. Look it up on the internet, okay? Akiana's painting of Jesus. And when that boy who died, what's it called again? Heaven is for real. That story became a movie. That little boy who had never seen her her painting when um, he tried to describe Jesus to his dad his dad would show him all these different pictures you know from books or whatever and he'd say no 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 but when Akiana's painting he said that's it that's that's Jesus so have a look at that painting but I don't know why am I saying that I'm just saying Jesus is real he's beautiful he wants to capture our hearts let's all stand together he wants to capture our hearts there's a billion soul harvest coming in. He wants laborers in that harvest field. And he wants to absolutely wake us up to his beauty, his worth. Ah, oh, Lord, come, come, come Holy Spirit. It's got to be you. Help us to be like Mary of Bethany. The one thing, the, 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 better, the better part, the, the best. She chose to sit at your feet, love you. You know, I believe she accomplished things. 
I believe that the Lord, you know, he said, it's, this is even going to be said about her. She poured out the perfume. He's worth it all. He's worth it all. There's an invitation to know him unlike any other time in history. Oh. The world sees him as a swear word or, you know, or a historical figure. He's fully God, fully man, bridegroom, king, judge. Jesus Christ is going to become known to the world. Dreams are already happening. The Muslim world dreams, encounters the man in white who comes. Some some of them getting baptized just by supernaturally. Jesus Christ, the, the God of this age that has blinded the eyes of the unbelieving, that God of this age that has blinded the eyes of the unbelieving, that's about to be broken because I tell you, Jews are coming into the kingdom of God. The Jews, I see it, I see it. That this Romans 9, 10, 11, read, even, read it again. Yeshua is Messiah. There's something about blindness coming off of our eyes. There's something about us getting fascinated in a new way. I want to know you. I want to love you more. I'm on, a, I'm on a journey to press on, to lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Come on, Holy Spirit. We're asking for this. In the name of Jesus, through the power of the blood of Jesus, come, break in. Break in, break in, break in. Break in. We, we can, you know, we'll pray a general prayer. I know the time is gone. But if you know, if you know that your heart right now, your heart is quickening, like, hey, I just, I need somebody to pray for me. Or I need also to just say, I'm fully in. Because I believe a lot of you have said yes to Jesus. I, I, you know, I go for, I go for it when I know to go for it. But I, I believe a lot of you, you've, you've said yes to Jesus already. But there's something in you. You know this is for you. You know even that you have a call to absolutely uh, um, proclaim this. Proclaim the message of intimacy. Proclaim this truth. There's somebody, your heart is burning. Your heart is burning right now. And I, I just want to lay hands on you. Where, where are you? I want you to get up here. There's more than one. It's like the Lord is saying for some of you that this is a message you're to be your life message. This is to be for some of you your life message. Yeah, come on. I see that. I see a branding, a branding iron, a branding iron going into some of you. This is to be your life message, your life call. For some of you, there's musicians here. I need a catcher. Oh, fire, fire. Lord, I fire right now. Life message. Come on, God is burning on your heart because you know this is truth for you. You know this is truth for you. I also see people called into the harvest fields. You're called as laborers. You're called as soul winners. I see intercessors getting wrecked in the glory and presence of God. Lord, release release the call of the intercessor. The intercessors even on this church and ministry that it will explode the way that God wants to explode. Souls are coming in. Souls are coming. There's mothers here. Mothers getting marked for intimacy with Jesus. You want to know the greatest discipleship? It's called motherhood. It's called fatherhood. It's called raising kids to love Jesus. That's the greatest discipleship right there. 
mothers praying for their children, burn in us, God. Burn in us. Pour out your glory. Pour out your fire. Come on, you feel it right now. There's a heart that are just ba-bum, 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 ba-bum. God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. This is for you. Go with this. Go with this. Go with this. Soul winning. Fire. Fire. Now, I don't want you to think that, oh, no, that's, that's not me. That's only an elite group. I believe all of us are called to press on, to love him more than we do right now. I'm asking everybody to say this prayer with me if you're okay. Jesus, say it, Jesus. I want to know you more than I do right now. I want to know you in the word. I want to know your voice. I want my heart awakened. I want to give you everything. I'm all in. Here's my life. Take it for your glory.